Well, hello, my friends, and welcome to the worldwide broadcast of the Ted and Austin Brower Show, bringing you the latest world news and health research. Hope you guys are having a fantastic, blessed day today. Hope you guys were able to enjoy the show yesterday via audio. We ran into a few issues as far as with visual, but we got it all fixed up today, and we're back at it live with you guys with the Ted and Austin Brower Show. So thank you again for the feedback. Thank you for the positive support. I've been getting a lot of emails. I know you have as well. well you, you know what's interesting about doing it this way is that when we mess up and we're doing a live tape like this, you get to see it. <laughs> oh, yeah, fantastic. You see it all. There's no cutting it up right now. So, yeah, we're here. We're at it. We're here to help you guys out the best we possibly can. And be sure, I've had a lot of people emailing me last night, asking me some information about the inacetyl cysteine, how it supports detoxification, environmental pollutants in the body, also really helps respiratory function. It's on sale one last day as product of the week since you voted. It won on sale for over 12%. Also, be sure to grab a bottle if you want to. We got plenty of it in stock. We, that's a product that we definitely stockpile. That, the vitamin C, the D3, because there's no question about it, there's some strange things that have been popping up now. You know, as we pretty much watch the COVID narrative dissolve, as the majority of people are just not even listening to it anymore when they come out with their new variant every few weeks with their <laughs> transformer numbers that they just come out of. Every 30 air. seconds we get a new yeah, one. Yeah, it's ridiculous. And every day we get a new booster that's coming up. Well, apparently now the World Economic Forum and the World Health Organization have formally endorsed the fact that they are working together to fight the new disease X. What is disease X? Nobody knows, but apparently they're getting ready to fight it. And essentially they have said now in the new World Economic Forum meeting next week that they're going to be discussing novel efforts to prepare the healthcare systems for the multiple challenges ahead that will be coming from disease X. And again, what is disease X? Nobody knows. So they are just coming up with all their new crazy pathogen names they're saying disease x is supposed to be caused by pathogen x and pathogen x is expected to be a zoonosis more likely an rna virus emerging from an area where the mix of risk factors highly promotes the risk of sustained transmission what all that's supposed to mean it pretty much means to me they're coming up with more theater and excuses that they can brew something up up in a lab and then start coming in and saying, oh, we've got another disease now with a new virus and a new vaccine that everybody needs to get. There's pretty much, in my opinion right now, I'll tell you, there's probably an 80 to 90% chance within the next year or two, you're going to see another COVID 2.0 attempt. Now, does that mean it's going to be successful? I hope not. I hope the vast majority of the population and our customers and listeners and people that are awake in the United States learn from what happened a few years ago, keep their immune system strong. I've already had numerous people ask me about the vitamin C, the D3, the zinc, the immune kit that we've had together. And I've told them, I said, listen, I said, this is something that needs to be on deck all the time. It's something that needs to be in your staple, in your cabinet, in your ammunition, in your arsenal every single day. Because when this stuff starts to happen, you saw this during COVID, we were trying our best to get suppliers to stay stocked up with our vitamin Cs, and we were fighting it. You know, we ran out of this stuff a lot of times because once people realize this stuff actually works and you don't have to be a victim, and you can actually stand up strong and hold your head up high and say, I'm going to keep my immune system strong. I'm going to fight whatever's coming towards me. I'm going to be self-sufficient. People start acting on it. They start stocking up. But this weird stuff that I've been seeing now with, you know, this, <laughs> this disease X caused by pathogen X, and now they're going to be discussing this at the World Economic Forum meeting in Davos, Switzerland. There's something really strange about this. And like we said, the COVID narrative is pretty much dissolved now. So again, that's why it's really important to really look between the lines of the lost stuff that's occurring and kind of so so much predict what they're talking about so you can get ready and prep for anything that you may need in the future. And that includes especially keeping your body and your mind 
very, very strong right now with a lot of stuff that's going on. What do you think? Uh, I think that the World Economic Forum should be taking the Madagascar and putting the deepest part of the jungles over there and turn the monkeys loose on them. I yeah. mean, that's what I think. I mean, uh, these guys are ridiculous. Uh, but let me share something with you. In a study that I had read about a few years ago, and it, 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 was, it was an interesting study. It was like a group of contestants, but they were actually participants in this study that was being done. They thought they were like contestants. And they were given three doors to choose from. And two of the doors, they were able to expose and show what was behind the third, the, behind the first two doors. And both of the first two doors were absolutely horrible choices. You know, it's like death by, you know, electrocution, death by guillotine, you know, you know, and then the third death, the third, the, the third door, they couldn't open it. They couldn't see what the third one was. It could have been, you know, complete and total freedom for the rest of their lives. It could have been whatever it was. And what was funny is, the people would choose two of the worst alternatives rather than choose the third door, Austin, because they didn't know what the third door contained. And, and when you think about this, you got to realize that's what disease X is. Okay, we've got coronavirus one, coronavirus two, coronavirus 375, and 1,400 booster shots now, but we've got disease X. It's the third door. Oh, it's, it's, that, it's that door. It's the door that nobody wants door number three. But door number three could be, you know, sunshine and roses and daisies, but they don't know. But human beings are funny. And this is the psychological research that's been done through Tavistock and all these other different organizations that have done the research, like with the Milgram experiments, to show that people could basically be completely and totally lied to continually, and yet they will still choose door number one or number two. This is what we have going on right now in the Iowa caucuses. You know, Trump had a landslide victory, biggest victory ever in the history of the Iowa caucus, you know, with over 50 percent of people voting for Trump. You think, well, I'd rather have Donald Trump than having somebody shaking the air with somebody they can't see. I would. <laughs> but ah, but, let's, but let's let's go one step further now. Since this show goes into the esoteric Austin. Let's do it. That's the middle middle camera, Rich. That, what, what this one does, Austin. Now, this this is an interesting one. You got to think about this. Years ago. There was a guy named Elijah. Okay. Now, I'm not talking about the prophet Elijah. I'm talking about this big black dude who sat in front of the Acropolis restaurant in Ybor City on a bench. Right? And he'd have his Bible out every day, and he'd be reading. He's a homeless guy. And Sharon and I would always bring him food or have the waiter staff go out and bring him hamburgers. In fact, we got in trouble for that one time. The manager said, we don't want to feed the homeless outside of our restaurant. I'm like, well, <laughs> give me the hamburger. I'll take it to him. And I brought, I brought Elijah multiple Bibles. Elijah actually was, you know, he's probably schizophrenic. Something was wrong with him. And one day he just disappeared. And I called the police to try to find out what happened to him because I was always giving him some money to help him with food, et cetera, et cetera. Always feeding him. But Elijah was always talking to somebody who wasn't there, Austin. And one day I went up to Elijah. This is, this is a crazy story. So Elijah's just having this conversation with somebody, kind of like Joe Biden. Yeah, kind of like Joe Biden. <laughs> okay. If you wonder where I'm going with this. And, and Elijah was basically in a situation in which he was in a full-blown conversation with somebody who wasn't there one day when I walked up to give him some cash. And I looked at him and I said, hey, Elijah. And he and it startled me. He goes, oh, hey, how are you doing today? I said, I'm doing good. And he was very acute. But he was reading his Bible and talking to somebody. And I said, I see you're talking to somebody. I asked him about it. He goes, well, yes, I am. Now, here's the question I have to ask all of you. We know that our battle's not against flesh and blood. We know that some of these people with some of these mental illnesses are seeing things that we don't see. But how do we know that in some cases these things aren't real? And that's the question I'm asking you right now. 
how do we know that Joe Biden isn't really seeing demons that are on the platform with him and reaching out to shake their hand like he always does in these ceremonies if he's involved in all this weird stuff? <laughs> no, you're going no, 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 now. <laughs> no, I'm going into I'm going into esoteric weird stuff right now. So you think about it for a second. These guys are in alignment with other things in other dimensions that we can't see, but can they see them? So would I rather have Donald Trump in office, not shaking hands with imaginary beings on the platform? That's a hard question for me because then I got door number one and door number two again, and I got to deal with door number three. So here's the door that I choose. I choose the door of the most high God. Okay, back on the my camera. Rich. I, choose, I choose the door of the most high God. I choose God. I choose Jesus. That's who I choose. I choose the author, the finisher, and the perfecter of my faith. Yesterday, I was on the show with Dave Hodges, and Dave guy got into a pretty heated discussion. Dave's a good friend of mine. I mean, he's a good friend. And he was basically talking about Trump being this in January the 6th and all the rest of this stuff and how he'd rather see Trump in office than Joe Biden. And I said, whoa, 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 whoa. I'm not going to agree with you about that. I'm not, because I am not going to vote for the lesser of two evils again. I refuse to. I voted libertarian in the last election, and you can't blame me for the fact that Donald Trump lost because the entire election was hacked with 30 million votes. So it would have made no difference to what I had done. But I am not going to allow the programming to take place in my mind. Well, you don't understand, Ted. You know, you're being, you're not being a patriot. Donald Trump's talking to talk and walking. No, he's not. No, he's not. I want to have the most gay administration in the history of the White House, Trump said. I want to push red flag gun laws and have my daughter call every member of Congress to push red flag gun laws. I'm going to let ATF rewrite gun laws, and I'm going to give them executive orders. I am going to push Operation Warp Speed, which is going to be responsible for killing millions of people, and continue to push it for two and three years after I get out of office. Why don't we look at that and realize that we're trying to find a political solution for a spiritual problem in the United States? That's what we have going on right here. Now you think, well, I just don't want to see Joe Biden. Okay, I got that. If that's why you want to vote for Trump, because you don't want to see Joe Biden shaking hands with some demonic entity or imaginary character, or just because he's confused or whatever the deal was with him, I got it. If you want to see Melania Trump, Austin, back in the White House, <laughs> probably the prettiest first lady we've ever had, and not have to look at you know Joe Biden's weird wife, or certainly not look at Hillary Clinton, because we don't know if she's going to jump back in or not. We don't know what's going on with all these weirdos. Then, okay, I got it. But don't vote for Donald Trump because you think he's going to be a candidate who's going to deliver you for that. We will never find a political solution to a spiritual rot. And I told this to Dave Hodges yesterday. I'm going to say it to you guys, too. And I know this is pretty intense right now. I got it. All right. Been there. I, I, and I, you're looking at me now. Like, Man, it, 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 was, it was bad enough, Ted. We had to talk and had to listen to your voice. Now we're going to watch those, those, those crazy eyes of yours. <laughs> and you're looking like you're nuts on the air. No, I'm not nuts. I'm telling you this. Here's the deal. Donald Trump is not your savior. Jesus Christ is. The reason that we have found ourselves in this mess is because of the Schofield reference Bible pushing political Zionism and cultural Marxism into the United States from the Frankfurt School, who were run by the Kabbalist Luciferian Synagogue of Satan. And now we have come into the United States here in the past hundred years, and we have devastated the moral fabric of this country. That's the problem. Now, we can pretend like Donald Trump, who's had multiple affairs on his wife, multiple affairs with, with, with we know, with Stormy Daniels. We know that. I, I believe that's true. And I, you say, well, he's, he's still better than Joe Biden. We're not electing a saint. We're electing Donald Trump. We're electing somebody. Get us out of this mess. Yeah, Donald got us out of that mess, didn't he? Joe Biden pretty much undid every executive order that Donald Trump did. Well, that shows you that we're right with no stop. 
it shows you who's in control. That's what this is. It's, it's, it's a dual narrative like I talked about yesterday. The yin and the yang, the good and the bad. We got good Trump, bad Biden. We have good cop, bad cop. They're playing a psychop on you again. That's all this is, a psychological operation that we have. Well, Donald Trump will deliver us from all of this stuff. Donald Trump did all the things I already told you that he did, including pushing Operation Warp Speed. Right now, we had another weight loss influencer, Mila DJ Jesus, who shot to fame for her viral transformation. She lost like over, over 100 pounds. She died at the age of 35 from cardiac arrest. Mila DJ Jesus, 2035, died on January the 12th after suffering a suspected cardiac arrest. Her death was announced on January the 15th by her daughter. The Brazilian influence leaves behind her husband and her four children. She lost all this weight, did absolutely great, and I can guarantee you, as sure as God made little green apples, she took the shot. And all these people are dying now from the shot. These people coming down with cancer from the shot. It never, ever ends. But Donald Trump's our savior. He's going to take care of us. He won the Iowa caucus. We've got to be unified as a Republican Party. Oh, we do? Oh, we do. Oh, you mean we have to vote for who they give us to vote, door number one or door number two? Well, I tore, I choose door number three because my God and my Savior's in door number three. You know, Hulk Hogan this weekend was in, he saw an accident happen on the street, and he helped get this woman out of the car after she had flipped the car. And he said basically that he, his, he's got his Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, and he's been baptized now. That's Hulk Hogan. At least Hulk Hogan's out there telling the truth about who Jesus is. I got to give him that. I met him once before. He's a really nice guy. And so you've got to think about this. Where are we going to draw the line in the sand? Well, I still don't want Joe Biden back in the White House. Okay, I got it. Okay? Then make up an excuse. Guys, listen to me. Here's the excuse. Melania Trump sure is, sure is, sure, she sure is easy to look at. I'd rather be looking at her. I'll vote for her. All right, well, if we're going to be that, if we're going to go that shallow, let's go real shallow and be real about it. But that's the truth, isn't it? Why are we going to think that he's going to pull us out of this stuff? And I asked Dave Hodges yesterday on the show, and Dave's a good friend of mine. He's like a brother to me, right? So he and I kind of got in this little, I mean, we got into an argument yesterday on the air. But here's the question I have. When is the last time you heard Donald Trump talk about being a Christian, about following Jesus Christ? When's the last time you talked and heard him talk about his baptism? When's the last time you heard him talk about the lordship of Jesus Christ over his life? When's, when's the last time you heard that? I'm, I'm asking you. This is a question. I'm, this, is, this is not rhetorical. I'm asking you as my listeners, when is the last time you heard him? Well, he's still better than Joe Biden compared to what? If they don't fix this election machine debacle fraud that we have, they're going to put anybody they want. They can put a chipmunk in the way they've got it right now. Oh, heck, they could take a guy who was born in Kenya, who is a gay dude, who's married to a other dude, and basically put him in the White House for eight years and say, oh, he's the greatest president we've ever had. Oh, they would never do that, would they? They would never do that. And then you see his wife walking down a set of stairs in a silk dress, looking like she's got an Alabama black snake between her legs. That's the problem we've got, isn't it? Isn't that where we are right now? We want to believe the lie. Remember what William Casey said? We will know that we've done our job at the CIA with everything that every American believes is a lie. So that's where we find ourselves right now in 2024, in the midst of another you know, election for president of the United States. We've got people dropping dead all over the place from cardiac arrest. We've got people dropping dead all over the place from heart attacks, from, from cancer. And yet we want to put the very person back in the power who caused all of that. We want to put the very person back in the power 
who rallied the troops on January the 6th, but yet did not try to do anything through the judiciary while he was still in office for three weeks to make sure these people weren't charged with these crimes. Is that who went back in again? So you say, well, who are you going to vote for anyhow? You know what? Here's the thing. I am such a political agnostic at this point. I may just write in somebody. I may write in Jesus Christ on the ballot. It doesn't make any difference if they hack it anyhow. You say, well, yeah, I can't believe you're doing this, Ted. I'm not doing anything. I'm letting you know that I'm not playing the game anymore. They're not going to give me the good and the bad cop scenario and make me choose which one I want. I'm not doing it anymore. I'm not playing the game anymore. I'm staying with God. As far as me and my house, we will serve the Lord, period. Wow, I've got, got, got in a preaching mode this morning. Well, I'm you really feeling that one. Well, yeah. <laughs> I'm, I've had a, okay. I'm, I'm done. I'm not done freaking you out guys out with my crazy look right now. So Austin, what's your next story? Theater is very effective. You know, as Shakespeare once said, <laughs> all the world's a stage and all the men and women are merely players on it. I've told you guys this before many, many times. They continually control the narrative. Now I do have to say, I would much rather deal with Trump again, just from a simple psychological ease factor of not having to deal with that moron Biden walking around babbling all the time. But as far as actually thinking something's going to change significantly, I don't really think that's going to happen. Again, could be wrong, could be right, but I can tell you right now, all you see, when you see the media, and I've said this repeatedly, when you see the mainstream media all say the same thing in the same directions, back and forth, it's no longer news anymore, it's propaganda. It's always something pushing the narrative, always something controlling what they want you to believe and pushing you in that direction that they want with either option A or option B, like he said. Now, again, will I vote for Donald Trump again? We'll see. I don't really know of anything else different as far as Biden. I vote for Melania. Yeah. Melania. I mean, but if, as long as you look at it as a theater showdown and you understand what they're doing, we've known for years. It goes all the way back to after Reagan. The president of the United States didn't control anything. We've watched that. Pretty much after JFK, they made sure of that. JFK was doing executive order, basically getting rid of the Federal Reserve. <laughs> he was getting rid of the national debt. He was getting rid of all kinds of things that we're enthralled with, basically enthralled with, with these banker boys. And so – Again, this is all stopping now. This is we're watching this con controlled fall of the republic. That's what it is. That's what it has been for years. And so again, you decide what you're voting for. Not telling you who to vote for. What I'm saying is, Biden's pretty obnoxious, walking around babbling on himself, eating ice cream. But again, decide what you're going to decide based on the real truth of what's happening, and just don't delude yourself into thinking something because simply you're told to believe it by the mainstream media. That's the biggest takeaway that I give everybody. Make your own decision based on your own beliefs and your own convictions, not on what the media tells you. It is funny to me that I watch a lot of people badmouth the mainstream media, slam the mainstream media, talk about how horrific the mainstream media, how everything about the mainstream media is lies. But then the mainstream media starts talking about one thing that they agree with, and they immediately jump on the mainstream media bandwagon. Oh, they're telling the truth with this. This is happening with this. This is happening with that. I can tell you right now for facts, the people that I know that have worked in contract and the people that have worked with a lot of these agencies that are doing all the things behind the scenes, they have told me repeatedly, do not believe anything you are told and anything you hear and only believe about half of what you see. That's right. Because the majority of it is all theater. theater That's theater. my takeaway on that. That's what I wanted to get out there. Also, to in other news, this is interesting. As the uh, electric vehicle fad continues to fall apart, <laughs> a surge of stranded vehicles now, predominantly all Teslas, have overtaken the Oak Brook Superstar Supercharger Station in Chicago as a severe cold snap rendered majority of all EVs completely powerless and mobile. And, of course, you guys know when Teslas run out of batteries or they lock up, 
the wheels lock up on them. You cannot move them. You have to drag them on their tires. Piece of junk. Yeah, Fox 32 reports the recent waves of freezing temperatures in Chicago has taken a significant toll on EVs, causing an unusual scene at the supercharger station, along with many others around the Chicago area, have been crowded with dead Teslas as owners face difficulty charging their vehicles and now are having a hard time trying to get them towed off. <laughs> he said the charging difficulties stem from the impact of sub-zero temperatures on EV batteries. That angry Tesla owners are sharing videos of their cars failing to start, owners having to charge their vehicles six times in one day due to massively reduced battery performance. Six times in one day? <laughs> I would be irate. But again, this is what happens. And this, again, here's the thing. Developers, researchers, engineers know this. They've known this about EV vehicles for years. This isn't some novel idea. Oh, whoopsie, we just found out in 2024 that EV batteries don't do good in sub-zero temperatures. <laughs> We've known this technology. There's a reason why it was never implemented widestream. Right. There's a reason why we never rolled it out. The only reason they're rolling this out now is because the World Economic Forum, along with the World Health Organization, along with all the banker boys, want to be able to control the ability for people to travel freely unmolested on your way this is the whole point of it they want to make sure you're stuck where you're at and you can't move where you're at and that's the exact reason they have these vehicles out there like i said before if you want these vehicles as a you know a novelty item it's like a go-kart run around town occasionally and it's like a secondary vehicle if that's what you want to do and you really want to take the risk on depreciation of it by all means i'm not going to tell you what to drive but as far as actually trying to promote these and stand behind them and pretend like you're doing something good for society and mankind and the climate change by purchasing these what happens when these batteries are dead in 8 to 10 years and all these things have to start being recycled by 2030, 2035? And all these vehicles have to start being dumped in landfills and recycled. They're not worth anything. What happens at that point? We start having tens of millions of these batteries and cars that we have to try to dispose of. That's, that's just a start of a question that nobody seems to be able to answer in the next 10 years. Just thought I would throw that out there. Also, too, in other news, this is interesting as well. The uh, – <laughs> We're watching now with the massive, massive immigration that's happened down south, taxpayer public in Maine, as these migrants have been transferred there, the Maine, state of Maine, is now bankrolling all new apartments for illegal immigrants, according to the news center in Maine. The outlet added that illegal immigrants housed in Brunswick will have their rent paid by taxpayers for at least two years with all of their housing covered, along with WIC, SNAP, and other food subsidies. Sign me up. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, right, can I get a free apartment for two years with free food? I mean, that must be obviously nice. And ironically enough, at the same time now, it's such a gigantic, violent hole that Los Angeles just turned into. Los Angeles Police Department has recently implored the federal government for permission to start giving firearms to illegal aliens to be awarded police powers to detain or arrest American citizens. Unbelievable. The state passed a law at the end of 2022, if you guys remember this, I talked about it, giving authority Authorities the power to allow non-citizens qualified to work under Barack Obama's Deferred Action for Childhood Arrivals rules the ability to become police officers. That law now allows individuals who are 18 or older that are illegal aliens under the Deferred Act to now apply for police academy and graduate from police academy as law enforcement. The first graduate class in L.A. of nine illegals will become the first sworn officers in 2024, according to Just News. With the impending graduation, the Los Angeles Board of Police Commissioners unanimously approved a policy detailing how recipients, DACA recipients, can be legally armed to serve as police officers so they can essentially defend and protect the republic. Now, let me say something here. I'm not saying all these kids that came in with the DACA program are going to be bad individuals. What I am saying is 
we have a very serious problem when it's going to be coming to balance of power when you're dealing with a city like Los Angeles that is so full of illegal immigration that is so unbelievably just coming just covered with violence and crime you're now going to have these groups that are massive enclaves for illegal immigration you're now going to have law enforcement that are now illegals going to be serving and protect these communities do you think for a second these individuals are going to have a little bit of bias towards their own friends that are illegals and essentially a bias towards other individuals that may not fit in that group I know now in Orlando, this is a serious problem now that I've heard from law enforcement. Over the last few years, especially after the massive hurricane that happened in Puerto Rico, we moved hundreds of thousands. To be exact, from the number I've heard, it was an upwards of over 300,000 Puerto Ricans from Puerto Rico into the Orlando area. Now, again, I know a lot of Puerto Ricans. I've got the barbershop I have, have a bunch of them. A lot of them I know they're super cool. The issue that I've been told now, and even by own Puerto Ricans that have lived here for years that are getting frustrated, these groups now have started to build these enclaves in Orlando where it's all Puerto Rican communities. The businesses will not even hire anyone that is not Puerto Rican. The Puerto Rican gangs now that have become unbelievably prevalent in Orlando and Central Florida are now starting to run around with impunity in some of these areas, building these areas where law enforcement doesn't even want to go into anymore because the gang violence is getting so bad in certain parts of Orlando. This is what happens when you start having other countries build enclaves in the United States when they don't have a unity based on being an American, being a proud patriot. They simply are here from another country stating, we're here, we're from another country, we don't like you, we don't like the country we're in, but we're here to make a point about it. This is a serious issue when you start allowing illegal immigration to start <laughs> applying for law enforcement and start policing their own communities. It only goes downhill from here. And again, this is what happened partially in the fall of Rome. When you started having these groups that came in, the Hessians and the Barbarians and the other groups that came in and started infiltrating Rome, it became uncontrollable and you no longer had little Romans being raised by Romans anymore. You started having everybody involved. And again, at that point, there was no passion. There was no heritage. There was no national unity anymore. And that's the problem that we're really starting to see here in the United States. And it's become a serious problem. Deb. You know, Austin, uh, years ago, you remember now, we reported on it. There was this, I forgot what city it is. You'll remember there was a Somalian police officer. Yes. And this lady basically called up because she heard something behind her house. She was in her pajamas. And the Somalian police officer was basically sitting in the passenger seat. And she goes running up to the police car to talk to the officers about what she had seen and what she had heard. And the Somalian police officer opened fire on her for no reason whatsoever and killed her. You remember that? Justine Damond. Minneapolis. Yeah, yeah, there's another hellhole to stay out of. Well, that's what she was. She was from Australia. July 15, 2017, 40-year-old Australian-American woman was fatally shot by 31-year-old Somalian Minneapolis police officer. So, yeah, so let's put, let's put some more, uh, you know, people in the police force that basically have 65, uh, 70 IQs. Let's just throw them in there so they can just shoot people at random. And, and the sad part about this is, is that we're in a situation now where, you know, we look at this and we say, well, this is not okay. And, and that's right. See, this is the damage that's been done through cultural Marxism. This is it. And bringing in people across the border that have never been trained, like Austin said, in the ways of the United States. If you want to call us Rome, you could do that. Of course, Roman Empire fell and we're falling pretty fast. But it took several hundred years for Rome to fall simply because it was so big and so powerful. So how long is it going to take the United States to fall to the point of this? It's happening pretty quick because of the massive amounts of people that we're bringing in that are not Americans. And if we understand that, we'll start looking at it and going, well, maybe we need to change this policy, or maybe not. It depends on who's running the planet, correct? 
these entities that people like to talk to and shake their hands you can't see, I guess, kind of weird. You know, are they the ones running it? Well, yeah, that's what the Bible says. Our battle's not against flesh and blood. Now, this, this is an article. I'm going to show you this. My camera here. Okay, this is from the Daily Mail. I Normally, I would not, I would not report on this, but I'm going to do it because I want to show it to you because this shows you the, the extent of all this. We want a refund. Jewish Harvard students are demanding tuition reimbursement as trolls blame them for Claudine and Gay debacle and label them Zionist pedos and shameful social media. <laughs> Sometimes you got to wonder what the Daily Mail's thinking. <laughs> and uh, blame them Zionist pedos in shameful social media posts. Now, remember, Zionism, it's not racist. It's a, it's a political party in Israel, all right? Uh, Alex uh, Kestenbaum and five other students are suing Harvard for money back. They say the school failed to protect them from anti-Semitism online and on campus. Jewish Harvard students are demanding tuition refunds from the Price School over its abject failure to protect them from rampant anti-Semitism. Last week, six students led by Shabos Kestenbaum filed a lawsuit against the university that demands anti-Semitic professors be fired and students who troll them disciplined. In an interview with Daily Mail, Kestenbaum, whose legal name is Alex, said that he and the other students are also seeking reimbursements for some students enrolled at the prestigious law school that amounts to more than $75,000 a year. Attorney Mark Ressler from Kakowitz Benson Torres LLP is representing the group. The firm has also filed lawsuits against NYU and University of Pennsylvania for similar claims of breach of contract and failure to abide by discrimination laws. Now, okay, let, let me just, you know, do you guys see, not see the anti-Semitic tropes you're perpetuating? It's like y'all are reading Mein Kampf in Expos. Okay, I'm going to stop here for a second, okay? And I'm not picking on all Jews here. I never do that because there are some of the Jewish people. Some Jewish people are really, really nice, and, you know, and a lot of them have converted to Christianity, and they love Jesus. So I'm not going to pick on them from a race standpoint. So I'm not going to do that. But here's the irony of this. When Israel, who's run by the Zionists, attacks Gaza and decides that they're going to, I guess, murder or systematically wipe out millions of people in Gaza, you know, when the, when the Jews in Israel who are running it do all of this stuff, uh, you know, no offense, you guys that are basically being persecuted, some here, I guess, as far as memes online. Uh, what did you think was going to happen when your government does that? The United States has gone in now and systematically killed pretty much the indigenous Indian population hundreds of years ago, and we have taken heat as a nation for that for hundreds of years. Now, does that mean that we should have taken the heat? Yeah, it really means we should have taken the heat on that. I mean, we did all this. And so here's the problem. Why do you think Israel's going to get a blank check on this and not going to be held accountable in world court? Why do you think that everybody's going to go along with what's happening in Gaza? Ask yourself that question. And I'm not saying that anti-Semitism or anti-Christianity or anti-Judaism or anti-Muslim, any of that stuff is okay. I'm not. I'm not advocating any type of racial hatred towards anyone. I'm not doing that. But what I'm saying is if it looks like a baby and it cries like a baby and it, and it yells like a baby, it's a good chance it's a baby. And when you've got a group of people who are basically out of control in Israel that decide to shut down their defense systems for six or seven hours, why a bunch of people come in with hang gliders and do what they do, there's a possibility that was a false flag. Just thought I'd mention that to you in a, you know, in a, you know, in a way of passing that maybe is not offensive to you. And you need to look at the leadership from that country and what they're doing. Now, do I think that you know, anti-Semitism in Harvard is okay if that's indeed, indeed what happened? No, none of that stuff's ever okay. But Sometimes you've got to call a bad person a bad person, and you really have to understand that if you're associating with that bad person, 
you're going to basically get into a situation where you're probably going to be labeled a bad person too. The Bible says that bad company corrupts good character. It doesn't go the other way. If you start hanging out with bad people, you end up getting labeled in with the bad people. Last night I was, I was speaking to a lady, and, and she said that her cousin had been out of prison. The last time he was in prison was for five years. She goes, he's a really good guy. And I'm like, okay, well, he's been in prison. And well, he hangs out with the wrong people. And I said, oh, he hangs out with the wrong people. How many times have I heard that? You know, when you have the wrong friends in your group, they have a tendency to want to make you do things that they want to do. If they want to do drugs, you hang out with them long enough, there's a high probability you're going to do drugs. If they want you to go to strip clubs with them, there's a high probability you're going to end up going to a strip club. I'm, I, even if you claim to be a Christian. And guys, this isn't okay. Come ye out from among them, be ye separate, touch not the unclean thing, is what it says in Corinthians. We've got to realize that when we choose bad friends, we end up turning into situations that we shouldn't be in. And all of these things are part of what's happened globally to the church in America and the church globally. In Germany, when they started charging people 10% of their total income, if they were joined a church, in other words, they were forced to tithe. So if you made $100,000 a year and you were a successful German business guy, $10,000 came off the top going through the church fund. The state distributed the church fund to all the churches equally. You couldn't give money to your own church. It was taken out of your paycheck automatically. Well, guess what happened? It's simple. Pretty much everybody stopped going to church. They didn't want to deal with it. And see, this is the problem that we've run into in the United States. When the churches, and this is what I told Dave Hodges yesterday, when the churches stopped preaching Christ, Christ crucified, repentance, and walking circumspectly with God Almighty, and they started preaching the name of Clement Blavik Gravik doctrine, they have a situation in which everybody kind of wants to compromise. And it's not okay to do, to do that because God called us to be separate, he says. We need to understand that. By the way, Dennis Quaid got on with Tucker this week. Now, I got I to gotta address this because I've been getting emails on it. 90% of the population will be dead within a year. Dennis Quaid warns Tucker of inevitable major solar storm devastating all tech. Basically, there's a 100% probability that our sun's generating what they call a GMD, which is a solar storm that hits hard, hits our Earth, and the magnetic field we have around the Earth and can fry everything that is electric above the ground, including our entire grid. Actor Dennis Quaid explained to Tucker Carlson in one of the former Fox anchors' most surreal yet terrifying interviews. Here's what I have to say to Dennis Quaid. You're an incredible actor. You do a good job. I, I really do. I, I really like a lot of the movies that you've been in. But this is nonsense. We're not going to have a solar storm hit the United States and hit the world and knock us back to the Stone Ages. It's not going to happen. This whole thing with the universe and the way you think it works isn't really how it works. This is nonsense. This is pure fear porn. Don't listen to stuff like this. The only reason I brought it up is because it's being promoted on a lot of alt websites right now. Is Oh, my gosh, look what Dennis Quaid said. Uh, wait a minute. Dennis Quaid did a movie a few years ago. I forgot what it was called. It was about, you know, about climate change and storms all over the place. And I think he's read too much of his own scripts. And he's starting to believe all of this crazy nonsense, which he should not believe. Another story came out and said another merchant ship is struck by a missile after passing Yemen. Well, I should say another merchant ship. Let me just paraphrase this and add my little dialogue. This is my commentary. Another merchant ship is struck by another <laughs> Ukrainian missile <laughs> that was sent to Ukraine for the defense while passing Yemen after the Houthis warned that basically this, 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 this situation will expand attacks to include British and U.S. vessels in the Red Sea. Now, you know what's funny about this is when I stop and I look at that, I think, I think to myself, why in the world are we thinking this is okay that we don't ask the question, where do these $3 million missiles come from, Austin? Yeah. I mean, I mean this, this is Yemen. They've been in a civil war forever, and it's about oil there again. So it's just crazy to me that these guys are doing it. 
you know, there was a song years ago that came out and I, it's just basically about ACDC and I'm not promoting ACDC. I'm not promoting the song either. And basically it's called highway to hell. It's called living easy, living free, loving free. I'm not going to read it all. Asking nothing. Let me be, leave me be taking everything in my stride. Don't need any reason. Don't need any rhyme. Yeah. There ain't nothing that I'd rather be going down party time. And then it goes, you know, I'm on a highway to hell on a highway to hell on a highway to hell. I'm on a highway to hell. Now you think about it for a second. This was a huge, huge song years ago. People still sing it. What kind of incredible negative confession is that? If the energy that we put out from the words that we speak create our physical reality, why would you ever sing something like that? Why would you ever listen to something like that? Think through it for a second. Why in the world would these people push these types of lyrics on the American population and the world in general who are running Hollywood and running the music industry? Because they want you to speak this stuff about yourself because they want you to sign up for this. They want you to receive this in your spirit so you can make it a physical reality. I can't tell you how many people that I speak to that they'll say something super negative about themselves. And I'm like, is that what you really want to want to happen? They'll say, well, that, that doing that just kills me. And I'm like, really? You know, or I love her to death. And I'm like, you love her to death? You really want to have her die? The negative things that we speak about and we think about and we create from the energy fields that are created by scalar energy that we've talked about so many times on the show need to be avoided. Stop speaking the negative stuff. You know, stop speaking that. We can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. We have a spiritual solution for a political rot in the United States. It's called Jesus Christ. We have the ability to change the fabric of space-time by the words that we speak and by the beliefs that we have. Always remember that. And don't be listening to music like this that has unbelievably horrible lyrics like this that puts you on a highway to hell. Why would you do that? Well, that was a good band. I like ACDC. Well, okay, stop it. I don't like ACDC. I never listened to them. I heard about this mess the other day when I was doing some other research, and I thought, why do people do this? And some of the country music, you know, they, they talk about, you know, you know another, another 100 miles on the road, another day deeper into debt. Why are you speaking that negative stuff over yourself? Don't do that. We can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. This is the day the Lord hath made. I will rejoice. I will be glad in it. I'm always on the right path. God always directs me. My footsteps are ordered by God. Those are the things that we need to be speaking about every single day. When I pray for you guys, I pray positive stuff over every one of you. It's important that we all do that one for another. And thank you for your prayers, by the way. And even more than that, I thank you for the prayers. But I also thank you for supporting Health Masters. If you weren't here helping us financially, we couldn't be doing this. This set's expensive. I know it doesn't look like it from your end because you don't see all the cameras and equipment behind us or in front of us. But thank you. If you weren't doing what you do for us, we couldn't be here right now bringing you a show like this. So I really, really appreciate every one of you, and I love you. You know, you guys are my brothers and sisters in Christ. I mean, you guys are amazing to me. The fact that you listen to a show like ours and you tell us that it's the best show on all media, it means the world to me because we'll always do that. I will never compromise as long as I've got breath in my lungs. I will always proclaim the lordship of Jesus Christ, period. And that's what we're going to do on the show as far as I'm concerned all the days of my life because, guys, listen to me. I know you can get your alternative news anywhere else. I got it. It may not be with the, whatever we do here at this show but the reality is that you've, you've chosen to support us. And again, I thank you from the bottom of my heart. I really, really do. Also, what do you think, buddy? What's your next story? Hey, you're spot on with that. You know, and to kind of spin off that even further, you know, I've, when I always talk to people, especially when people are starting to try to get in better shape and they're starting to exercise, and they're really getting serious. They want to change their diet. They want to get healthier. I always say one of the first things you got to do is you got to control your mind first. You got to build discipline in your mind. And one of those things comes down to what you say. If you wake up every morning, and you go, dude, I'm just a fast slog. I can't do any of this. There's no way I can train every single morning. I promise you, you say that enough mornings, you're never going to change. You wake up in the morning and say, 
I'm aggressive, I'm strong, I'm healthy, I'm lean, I'm effective, I'm going to do this. You tell yourself that in a mirror every single day. You know, people say, oh, it's weird, it's this, it's that. No, if you speak it and continue to believe it and you continue to encourage yourself to do that, it will make change. I'm not saying you could just speak those things with no action and everything's going to work out. It's not the case. But invariably what happens is when you speak these things and your brain focuses on these things, your body will follow suit. You know, your brain is like the beginning of a train with the conductor and the steam engine at the front, the old school train. Everything behind it is your body. Where the, that train goes, whatever track it goes on, the rest of the train is going to follow it. So if you start deviating down different railroad tracks, the rest of the train is going to follow it. You focus on a positive narrative, you wake up and say, I'm blessed and highly favored. Everything I do is successful. Everything I do is blessed. I continue to prosper. I continue to grow. I continue to build. I continue to get stronger. Your body is invariably going to start following those things. And again, like I said, you've got to put action behind it. But I promise you 100%, you speak those things, those negative things in your mind, you'll get negative results. You speak positive, speak life, speak death. It's your choice, your option, especially when it comes to your health as well, because that's one of the most effective things you can do is getting your health in line. Because as I've seen in business, and I've dealt with customers, friends, family, all across the board, when people are more into health, when they take care of their bodies, at least to a moderate extent, it has a ripple effect to the rest of their body. When you have discipline, when you can get up early in the morning, when you wake up and do cardio, or you wake up later on and go train, or you work out when you get back home from work, whatever it may be, you're instilling discipline. Nobody really wants to get up at 6 or 7 a.m. or 5 a.m. and go to the gym. Nobody really sits around and says, I'm so excited to get up that early. Nobody really sits around and goes, oh, when I get off work at 5 o'clock, I'm going to go hit the weights. But you do it because you know it's the best possible thing you can do for your body. And in getting wisdom and getting discipline and getting strength and pushing forward and building that, that mental mindset. You know, I talked to a buddy of mine the other day, and he just got done with it on Sunday. He did a seven-day fast, seven-day cleanse fast, and he asked about it for months. He said, I want to start at the beginning of the year. Once I get some stuff lined up, he's like, I want to start. I was like the sixth or the seventh. And I said, good. So I encourage you to do it. I, th- I think it'll be really, really healthy for you. And he did it, and he finally finished it the other night. He said, man, he goes, that was intense. He goes, but I feel so much clearer now. He goes, I feel like I got more direction. And I said, yeah. I said, when you can go without food for multiple days, it doesn't necessarily have to be a seven-day. Some people may have a harder time doing that with blood sugar or other things like that. But even going for a fast for a day or two and working on it and getting your body cleaned out and detoxified, that's where the GHI cleanse is so effective because that can also be used as a fasting agent as far as cutting everything out with just water and GHI cleanse. And so you can turn around and go, okay, listen, this is what I'm going to do. This is what I'm going to push. This is how I'm going to do it and set a direction, set a goal and continue to do and follow those goals. Just something I wanted to add on there. Also to in other news, this is another health article that started to get more traction. I brought this up last year when it came out in September and I want to address it again because as people start getting more into the new years and start training and eating cleaner, I got to remind them about artificial sweeteners because this is so important because these things are prevalent in so many different things, especially in the nutrients and in the health community, which ironically, sucralose and aspartame are still used widely in the health industry, which you still haven't figured out why. But another study, this came out in September, and I want to reiterate this, especially for pregnant women or women that are basically trying to have kids or people that are even just trying to stay healthy. The study led by researchers at the University of Texas Health Center in San Antonio found a possible association between diet sodas consumed during a maternal diet and the risk of neurodevelopmental diseases. The daily early life exposure to diet soda and aspartame are associated with autism in males. A case-controlled study was published in the Journal of Nutrients in September. It found boys diagnosed with autism more than three times as likely to have been born to mothers who reportedly consumed at least one or more servings of diet soda a day or a comparable amount of artificial sweetener aspartame while pregnant 
or breastfeeding. There was no significant association found in female children. They only found this in males. The study collected estimates of diet, beverages, and aspartame consumption during pregnancy or breastfeeding from 235 mothers of children with autism spectrum disorder. The control group included 121 children with typical neurological development. Exposure odds were greater among males. The association essentially showed that a massive increase in autism and developmental learning problems in children that mothers consumed aspartame while pregnant and breastfeeding. This is why it is so important to really analyze and look what you're eating in your diet, especially if you're pregnant, guys. It doesn't get any simpler than that. I've always encouraged, especially like new mothers that are coming about, they're pregnant, they're learning, they're trying to figure this out. Make sure you're taking proper prenatals, especially products with high dose of folate, MTHF folate. That's methyl tetrahydrofolate. That is bioactive. It goes right in the system. It doesn't have to be converted. And the babies just, I mean, they just absorb it. I mean, they just suck it up along with making sure they have adequate D3 and omega-3 fats, especially omega-3 fats in the third trimester. Really, really important. You watch what you do because you got nine months to build that baby. Nine months. And I've, I've talked, told this to so many women before when they're pregnant, and it makes such a big difference because we're fighting an ongoing war right now with the health of our families, especially our children. They're going after the kids as much as they can, their mental health and their physical health. That's why the food supply has gotten so stinking contaminated with more and more toxins every single day. And it's not just environmental pollutants and toxins that we're exposed to. They're intentionally poisoning the food supply. And the funny part about this is, Dad, the crazy part about this is, you look at the research, you do the research on the food supply, you look at the preservatives and the ingredients that you're putting in them, and they show you in the research that these cause neurological problems in children, these cause behavioral problems, these increase the risk of cancer in children, yet people don't even bother to pay attention when the research is right in front of us. And it kind of goes back to what we've talked about before with that, that lesser magic that they put. They put the information out there. They tell you what the research does. Right. They tell you what it's going to do to the children and the health of the population. And yet the parents go, it doesn't matter. My children want Lucky Charms every morning with homogenized milk because that's what they want. It's your responsibility to take care of your children, not to give them 50 options and allow them to do everything they want. If they come up to you and they say, Mom, I want to drink Drano this morning. Oh, it's blue. It looks yummy. I want to drink Drano. 99% of parents are going to go, God, no, absolutely not. Put that up. How'd you even get a hold of that? But yet those same parents will literally funnel food down their children's mouth every single day with Red 40, which is a petroleum byproduct toxin compound. They'll give fluoride in their toothpaste every single day to their kids. They'll give them aspartame and sucralose-laden drinks every single day. They'll give them food with high-fructose corn syrup that we know is linked to non-alcoholic fatty liver disease. All these things are documented. And yet, then the children and the parents have all these health problems, and they go, how did this happen? Why is my child at the pediatric office every single month? Why are they taking organs like adenoids and tonsils out? Why are they having to do all these things that have on antibiotics every single month? And they act like it's a new revelation that this is happening. Do your own research as best you possibly can. That's why we bring this stuff to you on this show. I put the articles on the website. We can't make it much easier. You just have to implement it and put it in place and actually execute the plan because it really is a war on for these children right now, and especially now that they have RNA gene therapy shots being rolled out for six-month-olds. I mean, how much more do you have to put the information out there, Dad, to really get people on board with this? Uh, you know, Tucker Carlson had the Surgeon General of Florida yeah, on I saw yesterday, that. and it's got a huge response, and he's warning I covered everybody. that, by the way, too, if you guys We covered that a week show. ago. Yeah. Tucker, we covered a week ago. I guess he must be watching the Ted Nelson Brewer show. Hey, Tucker. Hey, Tucker, good to see you again. <laughs> <laughs> but what the crazy part about it is 
is that we're in a situation now that, you know, we're pushing these stories out before anybody else does in some cases. And the Surgeon General basically said that this is a spiritual battle. He said this, he said this was like, you know, the Antichrist of vaccines. That's what he said. It's his words, not mine. And he's, put, he's got a Ph.D. and an M.D. degree from Harvard, top of the class. And you think, what the heck? Well, yeah, he's telling the truth. And he's warning people about taking and putting DNA fragments and RNA fragments into your genome and changing your DNA forever, including your children's DNA, on this article with Tucker Carlson. And he starts talking about it's a spiritual battle. He's absolutely right. But we covered this stuff years ago, and now it's being covered by Tucker Carlson. Maybe it's one of the reasons they took him off of Fox. I don't know. Maybe he was getting too awake. I know Glenn Beck started talking about the Federal Reserve Systems and started doing a show on that. Within a few weeks, he was taken off of Fox, too. All of these people are being controlled when they're on these major networks. And luckily now, by the grace of God, I guess it's not luck, it's by the grace of God because we're just being blessed, we have the ability to go out on the Internet and still put out this information that's truth. Let me talk about aspartame again. Read the article I wrote on aspartame. It basically says aspartame, a chronicle of crime. It's on the website. It's on the website. You can, you can read it. It's free. It's, okay, it's free. It's F-R-E-E. For those of you who don't want to support Health Masters, it's a free article, okay? Just look at it and read it. Aspartame is a neurotoxin. There is no doubt whatsoever about it causing brain tumors, brain cancer, seizures, headaches, optic nerve degradation. There's three ingredients in aspartame, phenylalanine, aspartic acid, and paint thinner, methanol. So why in the world do you think a woman can drink paint thinner and not affect her child from a neurological standpoint? I mean, duh. I mean, how can you, how could it possibly not do that? And these children are being born with autism. I know people who drank a diet, a gallon of diet sodas a day, and invariably they've gone blind. They've had senile dementia. They've had all kinds of health problems. It never changes. You can't put a neurotoxin into your body and think it's going to be okay. It doesn't work that way. Nor can you put a compound that's loaded with high fructose corn syrup and not end up with fatty liver disease in most cases. It's one of those things you've got to avoid. So always ask yourself a question. If you're having a child in you, ladies, if you're pregnant right now, because I know my daughter-in-law is pregnant like eight months right now, do you want a really healthy child who's really smart or do you want to have to deal with a child that's got a mental disorder the rest of your life? I know that's harsh. Ask yourself that question. We already know that fetal alcohol syndrome is very, very, very real. And it causes all kinds of neurological damage to a child. We know that. Do you really think you need to drink that glass of wine every single night if you're pregnant? I'm asking you the question. Do you want to deal with that the rest of your life? I mean, think about it for a second. I've got, since I'm in this crazy dating world now, which I don't like being in, by the way, but I'm in it anyhow because I've been forced into it with the death of my wife. I have run into so many women that have children that have special needs, and my hat's off to them. It takes so much work for these children to be taken care of on an ongoing basis. But in a lot, in many cases, these children are born with special needs, and it was had no fault whatsoever of the mother whatsoever. But if you're intentionally doing things that are going to cause problems from a neurological standpoint with a child, or you're giving them 76 vaccinations, and it's causing all kinds of neurological damage, why do you think you're not going to end up with a situation where you have a special needs child? And a special needs child is a lifetime commitment. It's very, very important that we understand this. We have to realize that, you know, God gives life to everybody, but we can affect that life by what we do when you're pregnant and how you develop that child. It's like Asa says. The folate, the B vitamins, the, you know, the omega-3 fats, all of this stuff develops a really healthy, smart child. I was blessed to have you know, my grandchildren in church with me on Sunday. It was amazing. And I had people coming up to me afterwards. They're five and they're eight years old, five and seven years old, almost, almost six and, seven, and eight now. And they were incredible. They sat in the main church with me and basically sat there and were, unbe- and were incredibly just well-behaved. And people were coming up to the best-behaved children we've ever seen. You know, they even went up forward with me to, to do communion, and they didn't take communion. Obviously, they're too young, but, you know, they can't, they, the priest blessed them. 
So all of these things are just benefits that you get when you take care of your children. That's why Austin is right. If you feed your kids the right way, if you basically give them the right foods, you're going to have a situation in which they stay absolutely healthy all the days of their life, barring some type of accident or whatever. So it's so important that we understand that this is what we have to do as parents. If you choose to be a parent, it is a lifetime commitment. I mean, Austin and I, you know, he's in his 30s now, and, you know, and, and, I, and I still give him advice. I still try to teach him and show him the way that I think he should go on certain decisions that he makes with his life. When you're a good parent, that's what you do. He'll do the same thing for his children. By the way, there's a good article that says, the deliberate dismantling of America, what we face if we don't stop the invasion. He goes on to say, we're having millions of people moving into the United States illegally. If we fail to stop Joe Biden's, invite, Joe Biden's invited refugee invasion of America, I'm going I'm to say something. This also happened under Donald Trump. It's not just Joe Biden. In 2024, most Americans take for granted most of their freedoms. They enjoy education from kindergarten through 12th grade. At least 20% enjoy college educations, and millions more enjoy vocational training schools. Most gain employment with choices of work in the thousands of jobs. Most enjoy living in a three-bedroom home or a nice apartment. They enjoy unlimited access to the national parks. He goes on to talk about all the things that we have and what we're going to run into if we allow us to continue to have all of these people come in and take over the United States and all the things that we're doing as far as destroying the very fabric of our society. I'm put, posting this article on the, on the website so you guys can read it. Listen to me. It's time, like I said so many times on this show, like it says in Ephesians, put on the full armor of God, draw your line in the sand, and don't back up. Stand your ground. It says that in the Word. It uses those words, stand your ground. And remember, when we do all things through Christ who strengthens us and we push God first, and we push Jesus first in all the areas of our life, we change everything, including the United States of America. Don't let this Kabbalist, Luciferian, synagogue of sects group of people who, who worship these unseen entities in other realms, don't let them tell you what to do. Don't let them influence you in your daily lives. You stay with Jesus all the days of your life. You stay in church, and you realize that we have a calling on our lives. We were bought at a price, and we need to maintain that relationship with God. It's not about religion. Those of you who know me, no, I am not sanctimonious. I am not pious. I have no halo to adjust. I don't. But what I do have is a deep, deep committed relationship to God Almighty and to Christ Jesus, and I'm filled with the Holy Spirit. So I try to be led by the Holy Spirit every single day of my life, and I try to walk circumspectly with God and with Christ all the days of my life. That means great respect and reverence. That's how we have to do it. Because listen to me, guys. We all sin on a daily basis. Romans says, should we continue willfully sinning after we see the knowledge of the truth? And it says, by no means we died to sin. How should we live in any longer? All of us need to understand that God has tremendous patience with us, and he will always be there for us. He will always forgive us if we repent, but he doesn't want us continuing to do the same things all the time. If that means if you're eating the wrong foods, like Austin talked about at the beginning of the show, and you're ending up with fatty liver disease, or you're on 15 different prescription medications, or you're basically you know, 10, 20, 30, 40, 100 pounds, 200 pounds, 300 pounds overweight, is that really God's best for you? The answer is no. Always think about this. The Bible says, don't you know that ye yourselves are God's temple and God's spirit lives within you? And if you destroy God's temple, he will destroy you. Now, he's not going to hit you with a lightning bolt. He doesn't do that. But what he's going to do is he's going to allow natural laws to take their effect in you, and he created the natural laws. That's what's going to happen. So take care of yourself. Stay on your supplements right now, where there are supposedly millions of people right now with COVID again in the United States. That doesn't surprise me because they always misalign it with the flu anyhow. But the reality is there are a lot of people that are really sick again. Take your supplements. Take your vitamin C. Take your antioxidants. Stay on the spike protein survival kit. Do everything you possibly do to stay healthy all the days of your life. And, and thank you for supporting Health Masters. But I'm here to tell you guys, if you can't support Health Masters, 
at least buy vitamins somewhere else. They may not be any good. They may not even work, but at least you're trying to do something. Just do something. It's like storable food. Just get canned goods if you have to, to have enough food stored up for you and your family if you can't afford the food packs that we have at the office. Do something to help yourself and help your family. But first of all, remember, you take care of your children, take care of your spouse, take care of your family, and then support everybody you possibly can that is doing the work of the Lord and trying to do what's right in God's eyes in all the areas of their lives. Do what you can to help everybody you can. Also, what do you think about you doing to finish up the show? No, you're spot on with that, continuing to be self-sufficient and continue to encourage others to be the same. And like I said, if you guys need anything, you know where to get a hold of us, healthmasters.com. Really do appreciate all the support, all the emails, all the positive impacts and you know feedback that we're getting from you. You guys know if you want to check anything out on sale, the product of the week, the inacetyl cysteine, last day. And also be sure to vote for what you want to see win tomorrow. It looks like the NATO Kinesis. I'll go into detail on that if it wins tomorrow. Really, really good product. Great Helps product. Prevent blood clots. It's really effective what we've seen now. But right now, the inacetyl cysteine detoxifying formula is closing up today's product of the week. So be sure to check that out at Health Masters along with the fat burning stack, the immune support kit. All of them on sale right now at healthmasters.com. If you guys need to go to home. You guys have a blessed, safe, awesome night. Talk to you again tomorrow as always. Love you guys. Broadcasting to the U.S. and around the world by way of clear digital audio, 22,500 miles above the planet. This is the Global Star Radio Network.